Hey, it's Charlie. Switched on Pop and Vox Media are conducting an annual survey, and it would mean a lot to us if you'd fill it out. It's just two or three minutes, and it radically helps us improve the show and make it all possible. Head over to voxmedia.com slash pod survey, or just click the link in our show notes to fill it out. Thanks, and now to the show. Welcome to Switched on Pop. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. And I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. And on Switched on Pop, we discuss the making and meaning of popular music. Today, we're going to be speaking with acclaimed musician Emily King. She has been nominated for a Grammy for Best Contemporary R&B Album. She's been recognized by the Songwriters Hall of Fame for excellence in songwriting. And she's just released her latest album called Scenery. We're going to talk about her single, Remind Me. Please join me in welcoming Emily King to the stage. Yeah. Thank you. How are you? Hi. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Hi, Emily. Hi. Hi, guys. How are you doing? So we want to start by just getting this song in our ears. Remind Me is... So catchy. We've just been like singing it back and forth to each other. Let me hear some. All day. You remind me of something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something that I used to feel myself. Oh my God. Oh, so impressed. I'm so, when people ask me to sing on the spot like that, I am so nervous. I, I hate it when and people you're, don't you're ask like, me. And you like, just nailed yeah. it right away. Yeah. So you'll all have this song stuck in your heads too, probably, but... We also think this is more than just a catchy pop song. Thank you. Okay. We, we think a good pop song is almost like a Homeric odyssey in three-minute form. Oh, my gosh. And Tell I that to my, uh, we'll see, my we'll GED <laughs> diploma. <laughs> um, we'll see if, if you agree with our analysis, but let's just kick it off by uh, listening to a little bit of Remind Me. You remind me of something. Something that I used to feel myself Something that I used to feel Like a heartbeat racing Like a new beginning You remind me of something else Something that I used to feel Something like what I've been missing Wow, that was nerve-wracking <laughs> Can I breathe? Emily, what is this song about? What is this song? Let me remember. I wrote this song, I'm born and raised in New York City, and at one point, about two years ago, I was getting just sick and tired of it, and uh, I really needed to change. I also was kind of, my songwriting was a bit stagnant, and I I was writing songs very, like, academically, and I was getting very heady about it, and I'm like, how do I write the perfect song? You know, and, and, and obviously w- when you take, when you approach it from that angle, you only have bad songs. <laughs> and so I thought, my friend came up to me and said, I don't want you to write a perfect song. I want to know how you feel. Huh. And I said, well, damn, <laughs> that's way harder. And I got to feel things. And so I guess my, my approach to feeling things was I, I changed my environment. I moved to upstate New York about two hours north, and I just felt reinvigorated in that moment because I'd never had these experiences before. I had to learn how to drive, and I had to buy a car. (laughs) (laughs) 
pump gas. I was yeah. so nervous. I was doing it wrong. And it was thrilling. And, I, and in, within that week, I, I sat down and I wrote Remind Me. Yeah. Because it, I was remembering this thrill of excitement that I hadn't felt in a long time. I love that because I feel like great songs are a, a combination of, of that feeling, you know, of intuition and of song craft. Yeah. This, I think this song is a great example of that. This, this song gives you this uncanny, powerful feeling when you listen to it, and it does it through these, like, incredible songwriting techniques. And, and for us, this song is all about form and, and structure, the way it, it, the song takes you through uh, from verse to, to chorus to post-chorus to bridge. So it's all reinforcing that central message of like missing something and, and finding it. So Thank we want to kind of break down with you maybe how this works for us. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah, I also I love how you say you didn't want to sit down and write the prototypical perfect song because I think one of the things that you do here, and we're going to see, is there's all sorts of ways that you bend the rules. Right. And it makes it that much better. So right. it, it, it would be appropriate that we start in the verse. Mm -hmm. okay. And I just want to ask you about, typically in a, in, a, in a pop song, what do you see as the role of the verse? What is it doing for the song? Mm. Well, it's, you're setting up the story. You're, you're, you're setting up the emotion, the tone, the sentiment. I think when people say something is bad music, for me that's because the emotion didn't really sync up with the melody huh. and the lyric in the appropriate way. When you hear a great song, I think that it has accomplished that because the way that you sing a melody is a direct connection to how you're feeling. So in this case, the song starts off, you're kind of in a dark place, you know. Huh. Been, I've been without it for so long. I forgot what it feels like. When I set out to write the song, I didn't want people to know where the song was going to go. Great. So I think it would be appropriate. Let's play the verse to get this in people's ear. Yeah. So we can get okay. a sense of, where do we begin? Been without it for so long Forgot what it feels like Been in the darkness, it came along. Hmm. It's very powerful. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know oh, quite know where I'm going to go. Well, I can't agree with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. No, I <laughs> honestly, I don't know how this stuff happens. I, I was grateful when the song came to me. And when I started singing that melody, the lyric was, been without a touch so long, forgot uh -huh. what it feels like. And I was going in the direction of a lover, you know, and I thought... That's, that's kind of like putting a ceiling on this, this mm. emotion. It's not just about that. It's not about that at all, actually, for me in that moment. So I thought, okay, I'm going to take touch away. I've been without it for so long, which can be anything. Yeah, I love that. So uh, okay. I, I want to listen one more time to that same clip and, and sort of tune into the production. So really listening closely, folks. Been without it for so long. So, so Emily, what are we hearing here? What's going on? I initially wrote this song without chords. Mm. I just sang it, which allowed me to take the middleman out of the songwriting of mm. like me trying to find chords. Huh. Mm. And, I, and that felt good. And then I figured out a bass line on the guitar. Then my producer, Jeremy Most, who's in the house tonight, yeah, Jeremy. today, yeah. where are you? <laughs> He's like, don't, don't call me out, please. It's plenty cool. <laughs> 
then he started playing the piano. I thought, oh, we don't use piano that often. Huh. But the, the piano sounds so anthemic. Now it's like making it a bigger, it just mm. sounded bigger, more cinematic to me. Um, and it was a nice way to kind of space out what was going to come in the song, which was more rhythmic energy. Oh! Spoiler alert. <laughs> Don't go too far. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I know, it's too, exactly to your point. We have this basic piano. These, they're anthemic big chords, but they're just sort of long and built out. And we have guitar, and that's it. Yeah. And your voice. It's very Which sparse. is kind of scary yeah. because you, like, you want to get people's attention. Huh. You know, it's like start with a hook so that they don't leave because our attention span. But it just felt like this is a tale. I'm telling a story. Let's, uh, hopefully they'll stay, stick with me. And what I'm feeling here is I'm hearing something's missing. And that's in the lyric as well. Like yeah. there's, the production itself is so sparse. And I love that you started without anything but your voice originally because we need somewhere to go. And I think, that, I think there is a way in which not starting with the hook and starting with something which is very sparse, we start trying to think, what's going to fill in? Where, where is this going to take us? I love music that does that. You know, I, I know my limitations, so I know where my hundred is at. So I have to make sure that I start like, <laughs> you know, like really broken down. Yeah, but I, I do, I love space in music and I like to take my time. Yeah, I think that, that brings us like to the next part of the voyage of this song. And, and this is interesting because, you know, I think we usually expect that moment when you take it up to 100 to be the, the chorus of mm. a pop song. Like, I think when we, like, what does a chorus mean to you in, in general? Yeah, a chorus is like, that's, that's ice cream. Like, that's, <laughs> you know, that's the good stuff. That's, sometimes it's, it doesn't matter what the verse is, right? Yeah. I mean, some songs, I mean, I could think of so many hooks, but not verses necessarily. I see. So in the, in the way that when you're eating dessert, it can sometimes erase the memory of the meal that you just, <laughs> that you just had. I totally get that. You're just metaphor. eating to get to dessert. So, okay, I totally agree. Choruses, <laughs> big, anthemic, 100, <laughs> ice cream with all the toppings. Ice cream, baby. But let's listen to, to your chorus. You remind me of something. You remind me of something. Something that I used to feel myself. Something that I used to feel doesn't feel like 100. It's not 100 yet. We're at 65 right Yeah, 65. Yeah. 65. It's, it's a little thicker, right? I feel like the, the bass came in and added a little more depth. That's right. You got to have something to keep people's attention. You got, you know, you're, you're, it is, it's building. You're building up to something. It's like you're building up to a climax. Actually, the more challenging verse is the second verse. Because you're like, oh, I just gave them everything I have. <laughs> now what I do? <laughs> so this surprised us when we were listening to the song because we were like, whoa, this is a, an anti-chorus or something. It denies you what you expect from the chorus, which is that like, moment of apotheosis of like, whoa, this is, I'm, I'm getting swept along in this. Yeah. We have to wait a little longer for that, right? When does that happen? Right, it happens late. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. late. Well, I think you're almost teasing us a little bit because there is this bass guitar that's like, dun-dun, dun-dun, and then it's gone. And then right. it comes back, dun-dun. Almost uh-huh. like a heartbeat, like things are catching up. Like a you're- heartbeat is the lyric. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> you, man, you guys are I did good. not, that PhD. was unintentional. <laughs> PhD. PhD. Ar- armchair musicologist, <laughs> real musicologist. Amazing. It's a um, good combo. We don't get what we want we don't get that sweet ice cream we don't get yeah, what, yeah. what 
right now we're sort of still in the section of what's been missing. We still haven't found what's been missing in the right, song. Right, right. And we're going to get that because there is an awakening that happens. I'm trying so hard, but I can't shake it, shake it. Ooh, no. Ooh, no. This is an essential yeah. moment. This sort of ties everything together. If on one side of the song, we're feeling lost, we are going to be found. And I feel like this moment, this, for this, I can't shake the memory. It feels like for me, it has this idea of when you have something on the tip of your tongue and mm. it's almost there and you can't find it and then it arrives. Yes. And I think you're almost metaphorizing that in music. Mm. For you, what is, what is the effect of having this arrangement fill into the chorus? What is it, what's its job? I couldn't just go from being without it for so long, forgot what it feels like. Oh, like <laughs> what I've been missing. I felt like I would just sacrifice the emotion, mm. the emotional content I wanted to relate to people, you know, because I know we all feel that way. So it, it just it needed that second half, you know, yeah. it, it just needed to. Now I've, I've told you that I'm sad <laughs> and now I'm telling you that I remember what it's like to be happy. And then the hook is the display of joy. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So I think for for the audience, we need to give you the full thing. We need that sweet ice cream, that moment of being found. I really dug into this and got so excited by this arrangement because not only have we have you taken us on this journey from being lost to having found that memory mm. and sort of metaphorizing this idea of what it feels like to remember something. It comes into full view. You can see all the details. I'm hearing in the production the same thing happening, not just in the song structure, but also in the individual notes, in the way that the piano, the guitar, and the synthesizer all fill out very distinct parts of the rhythm. They don't step on each other whatsoever. They each have their own space, as if all of the details are colored in. Hmm. I, I took some liberties, and I, <laughs> because I didn't have the stems of your track, I just went and recreated it. It does not oh, sound nearly shit, as good, but, but only for That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Only for it's uh, kind of like the Fisher Price version <laughs> yeah, of, your, of your song. 
Thank you for setting this Alexa. This is the remix. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just want to play um, each of these elements coming in. And for our audience, I want you to just zoom in on each section. You're first going to hear the piano, then the guitar, and then the synthesizer. And you'll see they sit in different spaces. Start with the piano. Mm. Long and held out. Right. Very spacious. We got the guitar. Synthesizer. I love it. And we're gonna slow it down here. And each one sits in its own space. Hmm. As if filling in all of the details. You've remembered that moment, and the production has given you a full picture. It's in full color now. Thank you for that recreation. Give it up. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. That's, Thank you. that's awesome. So I wanted to ask you, know, some, some artists develop their material in partnership with their producers and others lay down lyrics after the track is made. I understood in the verse that sort of, the, it sounded like the lyrics came first, but how did you collaborate with your producer, Jamie Most, in making this track and having these beautiful moments come together? Well, I don't, I, Jeremy is brilliant guy and he plays everything. Hmm. So I'm just lucky because I, you know, you save bucks for one thing. <laughs> but second, I mean, he just, he really can um, create this atmosphere for the song that it that it needs. And when it when it came to that hook, I remember one of the shining moments of making this album was when Jeremy started playing slap bass on that hook. So good. And I was like, that because you know there were other iterations where it wasn't slap bass; it was just regular bass, which was cool too. But the slap brought this happiness to the song and um you know not every player can do that yeah there was a reason why the slap bass didn't make it in the recreation (laughs) not gonna happen it's really tight (laughs) he's very sensitive thumbs i love it oh so cute so yes i think jeremy like completely gave the the song the clothing that it that Mm. it wanted to have and it was a direct connection to the feeling and i was just so grateful and i was just that was wonderful. Cool. Thank you, Jeremy. Where are you at? Yeah, shout outs, shout outs to Jeremy most. As Charlie was saying and, and illustrating with those clips, it's like it's all, everything is interlocking in this really satisfying way. And then the last part of that is your voice. And this is also the moment where your voice becomes like really thick and you layer in all these harmonies as well, vocal harmonies. So it's like becomes, I think together, that the effect of this section, latter half of the chorus is like just this sense of, of everything coming together and like it's the musical idea of locating that, that missing thing, right? Thank you so much. You're welcome. I, wow. <laughs> I, I always, I'm not like a, I don't really belt out huh. music often. This was a challenge for me because I just heard that it required that type of singing. Oh, like what I've been missing. Oh, like I was kicking my own ass. <laughs> yeah. I would have much preferred to sing that in a softer way, but it just required that energy. And so it kind of took me to a different level as a singer. But huh. it did, it, it, I just envisioned, you know, a choir. Uh, it felt like very much gospel influence. And so I, I had to do all those layers. But I remember ha- the challenging part was trying to figure out how to approach those phrases because at first they were very syncopated and then I realized uh, okay, yeah. that the surprise of the second O coming in a little bit early 
gave it this jolt, like, was it, how does it go? Oh, like what I've been missing. Oh, something like what I've been missing. So like, that took me a few days to try to figure that yeah. out. That's really cool. We were just talking backstage with our friend Joe, who is a musician, and he was saying um, an old adage that uh, a teacher had taught him, which was that rhythm is like an addiction. And mm. once you get the rhythm, you want more of it, and you want like different, but you want it to like change and excite you. And there's a way in yeah. which having that change, and all of a sudden you bring a phrase early yes. when you expect it to come later. You're like. It's so satisfying. <laughs> I, it, it, it was satisfying to me. I was worried that it would kind of not be as catchy as maybe something that was completely, like the first thing was repeated as the second. We're but I like love surprise. proof of how catchy it is. Oh, um, let's see, we've gone through verse, we've gone through chorus, we've gone through the post-chorus. Um, this brings us now to our favorite part of a song, which Ooh, is... The end. The <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. It took forever. <laughs> Which is the bridge. The bridge. What role does the bridge play in your songwriting? The role of the bridge is to break up the song yeah. mm. with just enough time that you're not sick of it yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's very that's a great definition. The bridge is I like that. The bridge is the right. part in the song when you're like, okay, I've been hearing the same stuff for yes. like two and a half minutes. Exactly. Let me take it let me go to take a bathroom break. No. Little little palate <laughs> cleanser. But this That's a very cynical no. take on a bridge. I love bridges because it gives you a chance to for variation in a song. And and it also gives you a chance to shine a light on an emotion that hasn't been expressed yet. Um, and so yeah, the the bridge came last. Sometimes the bridge comes first. Huh. Uh, you know, it's a necessary part in a song. Let's hear it. It gives us a new new harmonic content, mm. new lyrics, mm -hmm. and there and it's a different lyrical approach right it's mm. it's a little it's it's darker it's like the idea of losing this thing that you just found it's kind of sad i found something yeah. like I, I didn't have it then i found it and now we're in the bridge and it slipped I, away honestly i was i was dumbfounded what else do i have to say <laughs> and i i went to jeremy because uh -huh. he's the poet of the family of the musical family and i i said i don't know what to say here and then he's like you want me to do it? I said, yeah, just do it. <laughs> so <laughs> it almost slipped away. You know, you're reiterating, the bridge reiterates what you're trying to say in the story, but um, you have to be clever about it. Well, it gives, I feel like in this case, it gives you like this note of suspense right before what you imagine mm. is going to be like one more chorus, right? right? So, right. So in order so that final chorus doesn't feel just inevitable, right. but like earned and yes. meaningful you need to introduce like oh but let me introduce some doubt into the song that's an interesting and way then to put we're it. gonna squash that doubt it is it's like okay maybe it's not good yet. yeah maybe we're not gonna get out of this mess and then this is another crazy moment that that we come to post bridge because i think what we're expecting is like is that quashing is like no no don't worry it's not gonna slip away we're back here's our sick like, you know, 
thick chorus with all these different instruments and harmonized vocals. Is that what happens? Let's find out. <laughs> you remind me of something. You remind me of something. Something that I used to feel myself. Something that I used to feel like a heartbeat. That's kind of wow, bleak, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the chorus, which we're familiar with, but it's like the most stripped down, sparsest version of the chorus yet with just piano and vocals. And it's kind of, it's a little unsettling. It's because it's yeah. like, yeah. or I guess or I guess to say, if, if the song ended right there, yeah. it would be a very, I think you would come away with a very different lasting yeah. impression, right? Absolutely. I think this, yeah, I guess what this was trying to do was, I've sort of been telling a story to someone else, perhaps, and this was more, I'm looking in the mirror at myself. Huh. Mm. You remind me of something. You know, it's which is more introspective version of the of that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Nate's oh, face so has oh come on fallen off. This guy. That's that's amazing. I love that. Okay, but it doesn't end there. Does it, not. No. No no, no. 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 I like a happy ending. All right, let's hear it. We get that beautiful moment of Yay. awakening again. Oh, it's God. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah, I forgot the... <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes back down Yeah, that's true. That. Other, yeah. Other, there's, a, there's a brief pause. Like, are we right. going to get it? Oh, yeah, right. And then it comes in. It's gorgeous. <laughs> that's a, yeah. You guys are I, funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> we really like this stuff. I love this bridge false chorus into full post-chorus. It almost, it, it takes the whole structure of the song, everything that we experienced before, the missing something and finding it and gives it to you in a nice little executive summary at the end. But it's also doing something, this is where I was saying, I think you haven't written the prototypical perfect pop song. I think you've written the perfect pop song for the message that you're trying to get, uh, convey. And it needed this, what I'm calling a down chorus. This section where you don't get the chorus that you think you're gonna get at the end. And it's something that I don't hear that often, but I, I went looking for some other examples. Is the down chorus a thing? So we, I wanted to play some other stuff that we're hearing in the top 40 that has used this idea often to very different effect. So we're gonna listen to uh, Zed and Marin Morris's middle. Down chorus, very sparse. We're gonna blend it. And then full chorus. Nice. Fun. Okay. <laughs> Hearing this as well on Sam Smith and Normani's Dancing with a Stranger. This is sort of a, a slow build house track. Okay. Look what you made me do. Sparse. So it's a great moment there as well. Sam Smith raises his voice a whole octave and sings the whole oh, thing higher. And so gorgeous. everything builds uh. up. So you have that down chorus and the full chorus. And finally, I think our show would be incomplete if we didn't play a, a song from one of our favorite artists of all time. We're just going to roll a clip. Woo! 
So that's Taylor Swift's delicate. And I you try can, new fire, though. Yeah. Oh. Fire, right? <laughs> In fact, she so uses good. this to a very different effect. I think she actually, all of her choruses are down choruses. There's all these really small, quiet moments until finally, at the end of the song, you finally get the whole thing. Well, does it come from the dance floor? They do that all the time, mm. you know? Oh, break it down, break it down. Ooh, it's yeah, going to go coming back up! The breakdown, definitely. Yeah. I, I think it's just, we just want variation. Uh-huh. And I learned from performing that if you start on 100, you have nowhere to go, just like what we were talking right, about. Right. So you have to really build, build, pace yourself. But that's so cool because it's not, it's, it's evidence that like something is happening to the fundamental structure of a pop song in which the chorus is always big, expansive, bright. Like yeah. we are in a new moment where you and all these other artists are like changing how we think about the chorus. That's awesome. It that's, is. That's, I mean, well, I had nothing to do with it, but I, I, <laughs> I probably stole uh, from no, Taylor our, Swift. Our job is to tell you what you know what you, that yeah. you do. Well, I, I think it's it's it, it's fun to play with the dynamic. Yeah. If the song was about something else, maybe I would have done something else. But I don't know what else to say about it. You guys made me feel so good. Yeah. I don't think I've written um, my best song. Hopefully not. And there's so much magic that is involved and you really, it's strange, it's like you giving birth to something and then taking credit for the child's success, you know. Huh. People would look down on a parent that did that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. I think this is such a gorgeous song. It shows us that the structure of a three-minute pop song, verse, chorus, post-chorus, bridge, chorus, chorus, all that has so much room for creativity. You have actually imposed, sort of superimposed this idea of remembering something mm -hmm. into that canvas of the pop song and show that there's so much room for creativity within it. I want to say thank you so much for what a joy. having us, yeah, for being on great. the show. Thank you so much. We also want to thank Aloft Hotels for making this possible. And yes. this has been just absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you guys for coming. Hey, just one more thing before we run credits. Um, we're actually running an annual survey with Vox Media to help us make a better show and to find new ways to support it in the long term. It would mean a lot to me if you'd fill it out. It's at voxmedia.com slash pod survey, or you can just click the link in the show notes. It means a lot. Thanks. Switched on Pop is a production of Vox Media. Our producer is Jillian Weinberger, engineering by Brandon McFarland, and our community manager is Sarah Terry. Our executive producers are Nishat Kurwa and Allison Rocky. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Switched on Pop, and please send us your thoughts and recommendations. We really like to interact there, and we turn lots of your ideas into shows. We're going to be back again in another week, and until then, thanks for listening.